0: Welcome to another edition of the NCBI podcast series. I'm June Tinsley, Head of Communications with NCBI. And today I am joined by my colleague, Kyron O'Mahony, who's the Chief Technology Officer with the organisation. Thanks, Kyron, for for joining us.
1: Thanks, June. Good to be here.
0: Good, good, good. Um, Today's discussion really is quite an exciting development for NCBI um, because we've been recently awarded funding through Rethink Ireland um, in the space of the whole... Uh, innovation in, for technology for people who are blind and visually impaired and it certainly supports our belief that technology is such a, an enabler um, and it's certainly a, an investment that we certainly welcome. So, Karen, would you mind explain to us exactly what the funding will achieve for um, the organisation and for people who are blind and visually impaired?
1: Yes, no problem, June. I think the, the, this one, as you said, is, is a hugely exciting um, project for the NCBI. Um, as you mentioned, like, technology is is the key enabler for people with sight loss, and that's kind of been the mantra of, of my team. Um, one of the things since I've joined is that I've noticed quite a lot of um, usage of smart devices, you know, so uh, Amazon Alexas and, and Google Home devices, and and they're hugely important for people with sight loss because they're accessible right out of the box. So I knew that there had to be a way to you know, use that, use those tools to provide access to NCBI services. So we've been working on an idea in the background called the NCBI smart hub um, that we'd love to have been able to build. But obviously, you know, development is, is expensive. So we pitched that idea to rethink Ireland around their social innovation fund. And we were successful in obtaining funding to build out the this um, smart hub. So really. At its core, I mean, it's 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 kind of it's hard to describe, but it's, it's hugely it's hugely exciting and hugely simple to use. So really what we're doing is we're going to build two things. We're going to build an NCBI smart hub, which is really a, a consolidation of of information on site loss. So, you know, different types of. um that's readily available. We're going to curate that and add that to a single hub. And secondly, it'll allow people An ability to use their smart devices you know so they can say um i'm not going to use the 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 full kind of alexa over and over because people's devices will, will start going off but you can say hey hey google um or whatever the case may be contact the ncbi or you can say hey alexa tell me more about a specific you know area of sight loss or something really really as simple as i need support from the ncbi and what this technology will enable us to do is You know, via those smart speakers or smart devices, it will automatically um, give you access to the information that you need, or it'll allow you to interact with uh, NCBI services. So throughout COVID-19, NCBI has been pivoting our service delivery model to a more virtual approach. But some of the feedback we get is that, you know, there is a barrier to entry for technology for people with sight loss, particularly those who are unemployed or, you know, might be still in education or, you know, have are, are retired and technology can be expensive to procure. But one of the brilliant things about this project is, you know, an Alexa or a Google Home, some of the cheapest versions of them are only about 40 euro and through purchasing such a cheap device will allow you to have access to the full suite of NCBI services and also additional information about your specific types of site loss. So if I if I just remind you again of the examples so you 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 know pick up your Alexa or your Google Home whichever is your preference and you say something as simple as um you know tell me more about retinal degeneration or something like that or tell me more about NCBI services or you know um book an appointment with NCBI all of that is is then available. So if your appointment comes up in, in NCBI, you can you will get a reminder through your your smart device, and then you'll be able to you know, engage with NCBI directly, whether it's through my own technology support team or through the broader service provision in NCBI, all through uh, your smart devices. So it's really exciting. I, I don't believe this is a project that's been undertaken before in the disability sector, in, the, in the, the sight loss charities that are out there. So it's one of the most exciting things I'm I'm working on in, in NCBI Labs at the moment.
0: It certainly sounds truly innovative now, to be fair. And I suppose um, while there are many other um, different apps and gadgets out there for people who are blind or visually impaired to make their life simpler, um, the description you've given us there is that this hub is really specifically designed for their needs um, and marries very closely with what services we can offer them.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and that's that's really the 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 beauty of this is that you know through through COVID nineteen a lot of our services are now avail- available available uh, virtually. So really, this is you know how can we make them very easily accessible to people with sight loss? You know, because you don't need to have purchased a smart device, you don't need to have purchased a laptop. You know, this is this is a forty euro device that. Is, doesn't have a screen, so there's no visual element to it. So obviously, you know, people with sight loss or limited vision can, can use it straight out of the box. They don't need to, um, they don't need to, you know, learn how to use speech therapy or, sorry, speech software or anything like that. This is something that they can just say, hey, Google or, hey, Alexa or whatever the command might be, you know, contact the NCBI and you'll be routed through to someone in the NCBI for support. And I think, um, for, for me, you know, we're in a position where the NCBI wants to reach as many of pe- the people of Ireland with sight loss, you know, and this to me is just one more of the um, barriers to entry that this kind of technology removes. So it's, it's, um, um, it's a hugely powerful piece of, of software that will run on something as, as simple as a, a 40 euro, um, uh, Alexa, Google, uh, Google, sorry, Amazon Alexa.
0: True. Because as you said, it, often cost can be a barrier. So something that is mainstream technology and tailoring that to their needs is is truly innovative. Um, And I suppose it it, would be available for people who use a a smartphone or is it not accessible that way?
1: Yes, no, it will be. Um, So I I think because this is is brand new technology and brand new um, for not only brand new for NCBI, but I believe it's brand new for the broader kind of disability sector as well. um, We still have to figure out a lot of the, the ways that we can implement it. So, uh, if you do have a smartphone and you have the Alexa app on it, yeah, it will absolutely work. If you've got the Google Home app on it, it will absolutely work through that as well. So, um, and it should, it should work on desktop, but we need to explore that a little bit more. I think the key for us now is, you know, we have this uh, available pool of money to get this built. And what's most importantly is we we pick out the areas of of information and we pick out the areas of our services that are the most impactful for our service users, because we want to make sure that, you know, in the first when we release this, this smart hub in, in next year, we want to make sure that we have the best parts of our services and the most, you know, needed areas of our service delivery um are part of the of the, of the NCBI smart hub. So we're we're still defining that at the moment. And I think. As much as I want to answer yes to every single uh, question about where will this app ultimately run, what information put on this app, we want to make sure that you know within this this next year and tr- as we build this um, this smart hub, we were you know we go live with the most features as possible and the most impactful features as possible. So um, I think there's there's still some analysis to be done, but it's um, it's about tying down exactly what we need to deliver for for as part of the smart hub.
0: Perfect. And I suppose another question that pops into my head is, um, I know some of your own team are uh, blind and vision impaired themselves, but I'm just curious, will other individuals who presently use the MCBI Labs services through the the virtual clubs or the live events, will they um, have an opportunity to feed into the development of this to make sure it's as responsive to individuals' needs?
1: Yeah, absolutely. As you said, like we, the members of my team who have sight lost I've, I've sight loss myself um, and we're at the moment looking for people to take part in. Um, the pilot and the soft launch of this product. So if if it's something that you want to be involved in and you'd like to help us out with and give some feedback on or even, you know, just test the features as we build them, we're really looking forward to um, getting as much feedback from the site loss community as possible. So um, if you'd like to take part in in any part of this project, please do let us know. You can send, the best way I suppose to, to get in contact is to send us an email to labs, L-A-B-S, at NCB and um, we're actively looking for um, people with site loss to be involved in the in this project. I think it's, you know, the, the more we can make this as relevant to the obstacles that you have to either getting information on um, site loss or, you know, accessing NCBI services, the, the better, you know. So we're really, really encouraging um, the broader site loss community to get involved and uh, and reach out to us. And we know, you know, from, from supporting people at the moment, there's, we get a huge amount of questions about, you know, Amazon Alexa and Google Home at the moment because the Sight Loss community use them quite heavily for, you know, reading news or reading audiobooks or or, or even playing games or anything like that. So yeah, please do get in contact, labs at ncbi.ie. And uh, we'd love to have you on board as part of this project.
0: And I suppose that that's really crucial to it, isn't it? To make sure that it is as responsive as possible. So and the way to do that is that it's been built with um the end user already in mind, um, mm. and as you can, as you know, throughout the, the work that you do, um, you're dealing with people who are, are at various levels of comfort with technology. So I suppose mm. you need to factor that in as well.
1: Yeah, that that that's that's so true. I mean, you know, I always think it's it's you know, I say that so much, and I say it to, to so many people in the NCBI, and that, that you know, technology is a key enabler, but one of the the biggest barriers to technology is sometimes learning to use that technology you know and we're finding more and more that you know mainstream technology such as just a standard laptop or a standard you know um smartphone is what's being used but that doesn't mean that if you get a a laptop or you get a a smart device that you instinctively know how to use that as someone with sight loss so we spend you know my team in particular we're available for anyone that wants support using those devices but the beauty of this product or this project excuse me is you know you don't need an instruction manual if you can say you know hey alexa contact ncbi it'll work you know that's that's what's so simple about this because we've really picked um a technology here that is accessible out of the box and it's inclusive you know so if if you know right from you know from people who are who are very very young you know um can use the device to people who are who are very very old there's no technology um you know, great upskilling. I mean, if you can talk to these devices, there are accessible, you know, and so, um, they're not perfect for everyone. I, you know, I don't think, but I think they're, they're, um, you know specifically for people with, with with sight loss who you know they don't have a screen there's no visual component to it so being able to just ask you know asks um Alexa or ask Google for support you know uh or you know tell me more about a specific um visual impairment or something you know or to make an appointment or something like that or remind me about my upcoming appointment with NCBI all of that is you know, inherently accessible and inclusive out of the box. And that's what really what we're trying to do as part of this project is look at the technology that's the most impactful for people with sight loss and then innovate around it. You know, and and this is this is to me, this is the first time NCBI has moved into a a space where we are listening to what our service users are telling us. They're telling us we, we we love these devices because they're inclusive. So why don't we, you know, um pivot our service to enable that and and to do that we needed to build this application. So um it's you know what we don't know exactly what this project will ultimately come to in terms of what specific areas of services will be available on it. But we're in a position now where we know that there's an appetite for the broader uh site loss community to 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 engage more around devices like these. So this is NCBI's recognition of that and to be funded to build such an exciting, um, so, such an exciting project like this is is really really exciting. Um, so, I, I think just to just to come back to your, your original question, you know the biggest, the most empowering piece of of, the, of smart technology like you know Alexa and Google Homes is that you know you don't need to be trained on it. You know you don't after the initial setup, the training is is non-existent because you can ask it tell me how to use this device or t- how do I use the NCBI Smart Hub? And the device will then read it back to you and explain how to use it. So, you know, it gives people huge independence. And that's, that's so important, um, you know, as the enabling piece, you know, because if you don't need to be trained on a device and you, you don't need to have, you know, come into NCBI and for us to train you on it, you can do all that yourself. That's incredibly empowering. And, you know, um, not only can you use the NCBI smart hub, but you'll also use all the other areas of 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 those devices out there that are, you know, um, that are very, very empowering people like something as simple as, you know, every morning when I walk into my office in in NCBI, I say, hey, Alexa, read me the news and it reads me at the news. I'd stopped. I'd stopped. reading the news years ago because of the the visual element of it whereas now through you know a 40 euro device that i leave sitting in my office desk i have that back so we want to bring that empowerment to um interacting with ncbi services so it's a it's a hugely it's a hugely exciting project like i keep using that over and over again but i, I truly truly believe this is a this is a, a big project for ncbi to deliver
0: and the other exciting part of it is not only will it engage with the service users that we presently work with, but it is significant scope for NCBI to um, support and connect and reach out to um, everybody in the site community and to, mm. to know that um, we're, we've offered this resource to them and in turn that they are aware that we are there for them should they need any of our services.
1: Yeah, and that's a, that's a critical point as well because <clears throat> I, I, I think, you know, each year, NCBI wants to support as many people as needed. And that support can be a very light touch or that can be a very intensive level of support. But with something like the NCBI Smart Hub, you know, we're supporting people, you know, virtually um, through usage of, of of this device, but they, they might necessarily ever need to talk to someone directly in NCBI, but NCBI is still offering that support to them. You know, and it's yeah. absolutely a, a mission of, of our organization um and we as, as you know June we we talk about this all the time how can we reach more people with sight loss uh, in in Ireland you know and i think there's probably even scope for this to to support people outside of Ireland as well so this really fundamentally is is you know um is an enabler for us not only for for our service users but it's an enabler for us to reach far more people than we ever would have before
0: yes it's it's literally far reaching um mm-hmm. so i no wonder you're you're excited about it <laughs> <Yeah>. so, um, <laughs>
1: I that's kind of feel like to, a broken to, record to, saying how excited I am, but I am I am genuinely like hugely excited well, about this project.
0: Fingers crossed that um, enthusiasm and excitement lasts throughout the, the build up the um, the hub as you progress throughout the year. So just to <laughs> conclude, remind us when when will it be available? Do you think?
1: So we're hoping for the the pilot to be uh, ready for about May of next year, um, okay. and that that's um That's an extremely aggressive timeline. So I would say, you know, Q2 of next year would be an ideal time. And what I mean by a pilot is that wouldn't be available to the general public or the the, you know, the broader site site loss community. But again, I would stress if you'd like to be involved in the in the pilot of it and give us direct feedback on it, um, do get in contact to labs at NCBI. We would really welcome support from from the broader community um, on this. we expect to be fully so that, that's the soft launch in May of, of next year. We expect it to be fully live by September of next year. Um so that would be, you know, out and available to, to everyone. You know, with with IT projects, particularly particularly one as as, as as important as this, um and one that's never been done before, they they can take a little bit of time. So we're hoping to get it done in somewhere in total about nine to ten months, which I think is is realistic. But it'll be challenging to get done. Um, But again, as I said earlier, I think if we get this done right and we get as many features available in the very first release, um, you know, it'll be as powerful as possible. And then outside of that, then I, I don't think, you know, it's like with anything in IT. Once you've released it, you need to keep improving it. So the more people that use it and the more feedback we get, I think it's something that NCBI will continue to build on. And keep releasing as as the years go by. So um this is a it's kind of like the foundational piece, the version one point zero. Um but we do intend to keep releasing it beyond that.
0: Brilliant, because as you say, as, as time evolves then um more content and needs to be curated and, and updated and installed into it. Um so mm-hmm. it'll it will grow as as time goes on. Um, yeah. is, thank you very much, Kyron, for for telling us about this exciting project. It's it's uh, truly an honor for NCBI to be one of the awardees of the Rethink Fund when mm-hmm. we know that it'll produce such a innovative um, development for people who are blind or vision impaired. So best of luck with, with the whole development of it.
1: Thanks, June. And if I just to finish off and saying, just remind those people that would like to be involved in the project, please do uh, email labs at ncbi.e We'd really welcome support from the, the list community on this one.
0: Excellent. Um, and I suppose just as always, if anyone is interested in accessing Any event CBI services, the best way to access them is to call the info line 1850 33 43 53. Many thanks again, Kyron.
1: Thanks, June. Cheers.